Just before we get started, I wanted to ask a big favour. It would be incredible if you could take the time to rate, review and subscribe to my podcast. It makes a big difference and helps me get these important conversations out to the world. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Move and Inspire podcast with me, Sophie Deer, where I chat to inspiring thinkers and leaders who will empower people like you and me to live a healthier and happier life. Hi everyone, welcome back to my Move and Inspire podcast. I'm so pleased to be chatting to Kian today and um Just to summarize, Kian, he is a high-performance coach and a connoisseur of great questions. So, hey, Kian. Hey, Sophie. Super excited to be here. (laughs) I know, like, this has really taken some time to get (laughs) us together. (laughs) So, Kian and I tried, what, about a month ago? Mm -hmm. And then the internet wasn't working, Bali internet. So we ended up having this really broken kind of conversation, but we chatted for two hours anyway, so that was great. And then I I decided to um, hire a recording studio and I had some problems this morning and then Kian had some problems. So we're about (laughs) almost an hour delayed, but we're here. We're here. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just a sign of, hey, you, you can't control what you can't control and roll with the punches. And if something's important, it'll happen when it's time. And I think just the lesson of wanting control everywhere and wanting it to be perfect. I mean, we never get that. You know, it's the imperfectly beautiful journey of life. And I love when I'm challenged to be reminded of that. And it just puts me in the state of Zen after it all, after that initial emotional compulsive reaction that we just can't get away from. And especially when it's just connecting to such awesome people like you, it's like, hey, it's going to work out eventually and it's going to be amazing when it does. And I'm in no rush. So (laughs) glad to be here. Yeah, and I think um, you kind of said, to me you messaged me because I was saying I'm so sorry I can't believe this has happened again and you just said if we have to reschedule 10 times it's okay it will happen when it will happen mm-hmm. and I just thought your reaction was so lovely I ended up welling up with tears but it's and as we kind of discussed it's that reminder of we do this work so we react yeah. <laughs> in more controlled ways yeah. so that we're not losing our shit every time something goes wrong exactly exactly how can we shorten that bounce back time to being in a vibration and a resonance that is that best version of ourselves and it's okay when we fall it's okay when we slip and those challenges are there to say hey how here's another opportunity for you to practice that bounce back and be a little bit faster a little bit faster and as business owners as in relationships in so many areas you know it, it's so helpful to have that skill be refined and being able to show up and say i'm gonna do the work and be able to get faster is so powerful my my dad actually loves this bruce lee quote that says you know, seven times you fall eight times you get up and you know, just come back to that. Mm. So I suppose to to um, give more of an introduction as to how I know you, um, we actually met through 
my boyfriend who's done coaching with you over the years mm-hmm. and um I heard about you a while ago and um just everything that Jake said about you I was like I've got to meet this guy <laughs> and then um it timings all it was really weird how things just fall into place mm-hmm. because you decided to um within your uh, coaching team up with the lovely Sarah mm-hmm. and create this couples coaching program right and you asked me and Jake to be um guinea pigs yeah. <laughs> and I was just thrilled and over the moon and so excited that we were going to get this chance to work together mm-hmm. um and I'm not someone who's particularly patient and Jake's very patient and he said it will happen we'll end up talking to Kian at some point <laughs> um and it did and that that patience worked out yeah. and so um we started chatting I think around April this year right um but I'd love you to yeah why don't you give a, a little bit of a background on on you and what led you into the world of coaching in the first place sure so my parents you know they immigrated to America and have that you know American dream story of starting with nothing and wanting to build a life for themselves and so from the age of four I got to experience what life looked like when you're struggling really hard to make ends meet you know babysitters not seeing parents just skate trying to get through and survive you know and and fortunately they came across some people that invited them to start their own businesses and our family is always just business owners and you know in restaurants and manufacturing and all kinds of things and and so it was kind of inevitable that my dad would start his own business as well and so from probably age seven on I got to see this journey of an entrepreneur and the business that grows and how as they grew, their business grew. And their business was in this coaching space around health and wellness and finances and and that kind of thing. So I was constantly being exposed growing up to different personal development ideas and communication and leadership and all that stuff. And I remember at age 13 hearing a program just in the car while we're driving to see some family members rich dad poor dad on audio and hearing the latte factor and how your the compounding of you spending three dollars on coffee adds up into twenty thousand like something huge number and it and learning about financial uh literacy and all these different things that really just shine the light and so i was by age 18, I had you know, 10 plus years around this content and seeing how my dad as a coach had grown and, and how he was changing people's lives with through these conversations and insights that he had pulled together. And I remember at age 15 going to a business event and every two minutes we would be stopped because somebody would come up and like, so grateful say thank you magic for the support and you know what you've done for our lives and i mean that had a profound impact on me so i got excited about the concept and i was going to college and started working with with other family members but you know having this coaching always be a part of my life and when I really needed it most was in 2013, my uncle passed away. 
really suddenly. And the family came together and I was the one that had to kind of stay at the office because all the other family members had to go and take care of different things. And I was like the face that said, hey, we're going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. And then a year and a half later, my father passes away suddenly out of the blue. And you just kind of get faced with these things that there's no way you can prepare for it. And I just kind of shifted into how do I support my family? How do I support the business that my father and mom, mother built together? And how do I navigate my grief journey along with supporting my brothers and my mom and all this stuff? And so it kind of triggered this catalyst within to really just up-level quickly and use what it is that I have been learning about for 15-plus years. And that wasn't enough necessarily because I, I never spent time learning about emotions and grief and those things underneath the surface that really affect our everyday life. And, and so I got really curious about that and like three months after my dad passed away, I actually went and saw a therapist and I said, look, I'm okay right now, but two years from now, if I break down, there's people depending on me. So in my first session, I was sitting with a therapist and I said, what are three things I need to know that if I don't see you again would help me with my mental health? And she was like, how old are you? <laughs> Just shocked at the question. And, you know, Connoisseur of great questions. I love that. <laughs> it's really important. Um, and so she said, okay, good question. And she gave me the answer. And that kind of started this journey for me of understanding the, diff the four different bodies that we have much more deeply. The body, the physical body, the mental, the emotional, and the energetic. And that five-year journey has just led to so many powerful insights and wanting to share that with more and more people. And about a year after my dad passed away, we were still really struggling in the business. And I had done lots of coaching. I learned from him and all this stuff. And one of our friends had been saying for months, hey, go look at this Strengths Finder thing. Like go in and do this assessment and go and work with this coach. She's amazing. You're going to learn a lot. And I was like, we don't got time. We got to handle all these things. My plate had 50 million things. It was like spilling over to sides. <laughs> and at a business conference with 10,000 people, I go to the bathroom and the husband of the person that did that coaching was in the bathroom next to me, tapping me on the shoulders going, hey, and you know, as a guy in the bathroom, you know that is a huge party foul. <laughs> You're not supposed to talk to each other in the bathroom, but he got my attention. I was like, oh my God. Okay, fine, universe. Like, I get it. I'll work with this person. <laughs> and, it, and within the first hour, it was just mind blowing with the kinds of insights we got and how we started understanding where we were struggling and why. And it was like, you know, we didn't know what programs were running our lives and we were finally getting a peek under the hood to see what are these programs and how are they influencing everything in our life. So it's kind of been an inevitable turn to <laughs> be a coach myself. Wow. Okay. So to break down the, the strengths finder thing, how I understand it, it's um, an online assessment that you can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did it uh, a while ago, but 
it's is it like a hot it's about a half an hour test yeah it's timed so it it's not going to typically take you more than 40 minutes and some people who answer quickly they'll get it done in half an hour so it's about 30 to 40 minutes usually and then you answer these questions which then effectively give you your top well it gives you your 30 strengths Yes, yeah, so um, there's there's 34 total, and you can choose to either unlock all 34 up front or do the top five. And the organization Gallup uh, actually created this system with Clifton. Uh, Donald Clifton is the creator of StrengthsFinder, and I came across this system, you know, many years ago, like I told you about. And so it's, there's decades of research, millions of people that they studied to see what is it that makes people successful. And, and they were looking at it from a productivity lens, but really trying to understand success and, you know, what is this stuff that really creates that momentum for people that are the most successful in life. And they identified over 400, but then narrowed it down to say, okay, here's 34. And here's a scientific method of being able to identify for you what the order would be. It's from most, high, you know, highest uh, showing up in the way you think to least. And I love that they never really call it like strength versus weakness. It's a very positive perspective on humankind and and on how we think and look at the world and communicate and make decisions yeah it's so interesting i remember i did it uh probably about a year and a half before i even met you mm. um and just uh, learning about what my five top ones were which i'm gonna try and list you might help yeah. me remember but positivity Mm -hmm. um yeah positivity activator learner empathy achiever oh no i think empathy is not five it's, it's like, like seven or, or seven. eight yeah i mean i'm just looking at top yeah. 10 at this point i <laughs> yeah. uh, okay um and woo i loved woo yeah. woo's like winning others over right um and you also have positivity and woo as your top one yeah so includer is my top one and positivity uh, strategic, self-assurance, and woo. Those are my top five, yeah. And and then the other really interesting thing about this is it goes into, am I right in thinking it's like five categories or so something like that where you... There's four total and the 34 strengths fall into those four categories that they call domains. And it's interesting how they've broken it down because you look at it in terms of a team versus the individual so as an individual you want to be able to be as sharp as possible so that's investing in your strengths your top five or top ten let's say and then as a team you want to be well-rounded that all four of these domains are well represented because each type of strength is so unique in the cluster of talents that that person brings to the table and how that brings a much more balanced and holistic perspective on whatever mission that you have that as a team you want to be able to achieve and accomplish. And I find that the language of the strengths then comes in to better understand the different perspectives, to respect and celebrate them instead of be frustrated that people just don't see things your way. And that the things that we see as common sense because of how we're wired to look at the world is, 
more often than not a gift and that we should celebrate that perspective that we see as mundane because it's just naturally how we see things all the time. And what we see naturally all the time or what we do all the time, we ultimately, human nature is to get desensitized to that, to not see it as something special or necessarily valuable. So being able to have those four domains represented within the team together where as an individual, we can be sharp and as a team, we can be well-rounded. Yeah, I, f I find it so interesting. I think all of these systems where we can learn m more about ourselves and have a little bit more awareness of what's going on. So one thing I really loved about learning about my strengths was actually this idea of each strength having a balcony and a basement. Um, and I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, so in the strengths finder system, you know, they want to really frame things as your strengths are neutral and it doesn't matter what strengths you have. There's no here, the five best ones and everything else is crap. It's every single strength is uniquely powerful. And how do we understand how that strength can show up at its best or potentially at its worst? So the language they use is balconies versus basements. So the balcony is the best of a strength. It's the light side. And when you are at your best and your strength is showing up at its best, what does that look like? And then the basement is the flip side of that. So it's, it's the dark side of your strength. And I love how they described it. They said that we don't really have really big weaknesses in our life. And our biggest perceived weakness that we've been struggling with most of our life is not a weakness at all. It's an overpowered strength. And when I learned this for the first time, I mean, that was that blew me away. To be able to reframe something I've been guilty and shaming myself for most of my life, to instead come in and say, wow, that the root of this is in my greatest gift, my greatest talent and strength. And it's an overpowered strength that leads to these basement types of qualities that show up in my life. And by understanding them, I can move from this raw state to this refined state. And so in the coaching process, I love talking about that because it feels so personal and relevant. And the stories that come from that about how it shows up in our life personally and professionally is just so powerful to be able to acknowledge them and then to be able to go on this journey journey of working with being gentler on ourselves, acknowledging and actually like receiving that these strengths are gifts and not just these mundane things that show up in our life that we are so good at and we don't realize how powerful it is because it's just constant in our life. So yeah, it's just a such a beautiful start to this coaching process that I love getting into and, and experiencing with people. And, and each person is so unique because their combination of strengths, it's 33.4 million to one that somebody would have the same exact strengths as you. Like it's so personalized. And I just, I love that. That's really cool. It makes me think a little bit about um, something that I kind of learned in therapy, which was that my sensitivity is a superpower. Whereas I think mm -hmm. uh, I was told a lot when I was younger that I was too sensitive. And 
having my empathy as yeah. number six or something like that um, as a strength. Right. I, I can now be proud of it instead of feeling, why, you know, why do I feel like this? Why am I so sensitive? Why do I take everything to heart? And obviously there's loads of things you can um, learn through therapy and doing the work in order to... Right. Um, so for me, one of the things with my sensitivity is not taking things too personally. Um, and mm. I've definitely learned ways in which to do that with, with therapy. But I suppose what I'm saying with the, mm-hmm. with the strengths finder, it was just like another reminder of these things that maybe have been um, looked down on in my judged. life and judged. Yeah. yeah, I can be like, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm proud of having the empathy strength. Like that, it also works really well for what I do as a yoga teacher and meditation teacher and working with people a lot. Um, So yeah, and another one I want to touch on is Achiever, which the Mm -hmm. balcony of Achiever is, actually, you might have to help me with this. (laughs) Yes, I mean, it's like a hard worker and, you know, you have such a well of energy to go and accomplish that next thing. And it's a very powerful way of creating energy and raising the standards for everybody in the team because you want to achieve such high levels and the standards are always raised. So you're never necessarily satisfied and that a, a team with somebody with achiever always can go further because that person shares a perspective of what's the next level of what's possible, you know, instead of just being like, Oh yeah, you know, we, we, we're good. It's 3 PM and we got what we wanted to done. So we're all set. <laughs> you know? So achievers don't accept that. They're like, Nope, we can go further. We can get more done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think in understanding that that was a, firstly a top strength of mine but every day I'm starting from like ground zero in my head because I'm like oh no we can achieve again so much today and so in doing that a lot of pressure gets I put a lot of pressure on myself and also I'm not taking the time to really reflect and recognize all the amazing things I've done and giving myself maybe a little bit of a break (laughs) yeah yeah. And it's like, it's, and that was such a huge breakthrough, breakthrough that I was excited that you could see and receive because through the achiever strength, if you're just starting at the bottom of the hill, at the bottom of the mountain every single morning, yeah, you're excited to achieve and, and climb that mountain. But if you always like feel like you're starting at the bottom, you can never really properly acknowledge to yourself the journey and how far you've come and it always feels like you haven't done enough and that can create such problematic perspectives of like you know shaming yourself or judging yourself for never doing enough and never feeling like you deserve to be somewhere because you haven't given yourself the acknowledgement of the of how far you really have come which if you compare to other people within your own path, I mean, it's incredible how far you've come and what you've been able to navigate, what you've learned and what you've accomplished, you know, and it's the, the achiever, just understanding the nuance of how it's always going to be that way. 
and to give yourself a break and to know when to do that and to have people in your life that can kind of tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, like the achiever in you did some amazing stuff in these last three months. How about we take a week and just celebrate that? And that's where the, we balance each other out. You know, because the strength is always going to want to default to more of what it likes, more achievement. And as we know, in this 21st century, the task list is never getting back to zero. <laughs> like it's, we, we're so creative and there's so much opportunity that it's always going to feel like the task list has 100 plus things. And I have Achiever in my top 10, so I feel that way a lot as well. And I've skipped, you know, family vacations that now thinking like, hey, I could have gone to Yosemite with my dad and I missed that because I was working, you know, and, and yes, there's something to be said for having stronger work ethic, but we don't also want to take a moment, smell the roses and appreciate life along that journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a great system to learn so much more about yourself and then I feel when things feel a little bit tough to remind yourself, oh yeah, that could be my overpowered strength kicking in. Right, right. Just a quick interruption to invite you, if you are ready, to join our Move and Inspire membership. Through yoga, meditation and raising self-worth, I inspire curious minds to live with more purpose and meaning. If you are someone who is ready to learn more about themselves, then Move and Inspire is here to guide you. This journey is fun and accessible to everyone. I aim to dispel the idea that yoga and meditation is intimidating. Move and Inspire is not just for bendy people who drink green juices, although we welcome you too. Whether you want to take a single class or join our membership, we have many different options for you. From a monthly or annual membership, to drop-in classes, to four-week yoga courses, we have it all. Check out the show notes to be linked to my offerings. Yeah, I think it's really brilliant. And um, you obviously work with businesses, but you decided along with Sarah that you wanted to bring this into like a couple's coaching experience. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so I just... You know, I'm currently single and looking to one day be married happily and excited for building a life with somebody who's my other half, my better half, you know, and and that I, I've seen how strengths helped me personally. I've seen how it helps in business and I love being able to bring it to businesses and help them be able to implement it in a way that sticks for them, that aligns for their cultures. And I thought one day just randomly, oh, what if we use this in a couple's environment? There's definitely gonna be applications and insights and, and huge value for people in that space and particularly for business owners and high achievers that being able to have a strong relationship, a strong and healthy intimate relationship with their partner is such a amplification of what's possible for them creatively and 
in all kinds of ways in, man in manifesting and creating what they want in their businesses and in their careers. So I wanted to see, well, what could I do to create something that could support a couple's environment? And I realized that, well, I'm, I love and I'm good at the strengths finders and the business side of stuff. Maybe I should bring in an MFT, a therapist that could help bring the couple's tools and that I could weave in the language of strengths in how we implement it and in the tools that are selected to support the couples. Because not every tool is going to support everybody. And I talked about that a lot in my own coaching sessions, that you want to find the tool that is going to align with the strengths. Because that's going to align naturally with how you think and how you'll be excited to take action. And one, one really powerful example for me in that was... I would see my mom. My mom has all her top five are all in relationship themes or a relationship domain. So there's four domains, all five of hers relationship, no execution, no influence, no strategic thinking. So she's very much driven by relationships and by how much she cares about those relationships and those people in her life. And I noticed that at business events, if it was just her, she would be so shy. She wouldn't want to talk to somebody that she would want to get advice from or that kind of somebody she looked up to and that kind of thing. But if I was there and, you know, I'm like 14, <laughs> but if I was there, then all of a sudden she would walk up to anybody that I said, oh my God, that person's amazing. She would go walk up to them and introduce me and we'd have a conversation and I would get beautiful advice. And it was just so amazing. And it's like, hey, same person, but two very different results. And I saw that that, like now I understand that that came from the motivation of wanting to support an important relationship in her life that she was able to take action and execute on something really powerful and influence on something in a moment that really had a profound impact on my life. So by understanding those strengths, we could understand how to support people to create more of what it is that they want in their life and to be able to step into their discomfort zone, you know, where the growth happens and the results can happen as well. Yeah. And I think, um, it's kind of crazy that the, one of the most important things in your life is going to be your relationship with your partner. Exactly. And yet we don't invest time into right. really understanding one another and making things right. work. Right. And for me, having gone through um, a divorce, I said to myself that if I met anyone else, I w would want to go through some kind of couples therapy from almost the beginning because mm -hmm. for me therapy has been so brilliant um just therapy for myself and right. i do therapy now as like a maintainer um right. if that's the right word um yeah. it's i don't feel like i've got um my insomnia is much better my anxiety creeps up every now and then but you know i wouldn't mm -hmm. score as an anxious person now on all the tests that you do um mm. but i still really believe in the power of mentorship and therapy as really helping me maintain all the things i've learned and to keep growing exactly. and so i thought yeah this is something i'd really want to do and jake and i spoke about it at the beginning of our relationship and he was keen to do it as well mm -hmm. and then you came along about six months <laughs> later so that was very cool 
Yeah. Um, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about the process and how you and Sarah work, because I mean, you are just such a joy together. It's so lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've I've known Sarah for many years. We actually met through a meditation group, uh, a class that she was helping the teacher, and I have known that teacher for over a decade, you know, since I was like four or five, she's been a family friend. And so it's just interesting how the dots came together. And, and Sarah, she's a marriage and family therapist and, you know, has been practicing for a while now. And, but we're both kind of marinated in this very unique journey of, you know, understanding energy and emotions and how all of this influences everything we do. And, and so I told her about this idea of wanting to partner up with a marriage and family therapist and support couples that want to invest in a tool that would help this bridge this communication gap that people seem to have, this really big gap that they don't really understand each other and they miss each other and yet they love each other but these just things sometimes don't make sense and so I, I told her hey how amazing would it be that we did this thing and and i told her that i wanted people to invest ten thousand dollars in this experience because they're investing for the rest of their life and how powerful it would be that they have this understanding for the rest of their life, and that because they invested in it in a meaningful amount that they would use it and that it would serve them. And I saw immediately that this could be worth a million dollars or more to any high achiever like myself that could be able to bring their partner and go through something like this. And, you know, it was funny because, you know, in the, in the therapy world, typically you're working with you know, people who typically can't, they can't afford more than a hundred or a couple hundred dollars for a session. And I said, you know, we, yes, that's true that, that the, a lot of people don't prioritize their mental health and don't invest in it, but we want to find the people that want to invest in it. And we, we realized, okay, my kind of role would be the discovery part and the strengths and understanding that language and her and then she would come in with the breakthroughs using the couple's therapy tools that she has and then together you know she's also bringing the the female perspective i'm bringing the male perspective and every person that as a couple comes in is able to feel like hey not there's no one person that's being told they're right and the other wrong everybody is going to be supported we're here to support the relationship and not take sides. We're here to create understanding of each other and build this bridge that you can always find a way to come back, you know? And it's it's been really interesting seeing that dynamic evolve and how, you know, in some sessions I'm talking more, in some sessions she talks more and we trust each other and almost kind of model a way for people to say, hey, like there has to be some element of trust and surrender to this process and incredible things can happen like by the end of the sessions that sometimes take two or three hours, you know, but we just get so lost in it and love that process. Yeah. There really is such a, a passion from both of you. That's extraordinary, really. Like, uh, I love the fact also that you don't, you don't really say, Oh, it's an hourly session. It's like, we do the session and if a breakthrough is coming through, we just keep going. 
And we had some real breakthroughs and something I didn't realize was that I would understand so much about myself through the process of Mm -hmm. trying to understand my partner. Right. Um, And I wonder if we could talk to maybe a couple of the, the, the breakthroughs that we've had, because I think people will be able to resonate with them quite well and I think so one thing for me was like really understanding that that your partner is often very very different to you and that's okay and within that can we just learn that they're speaking another language rather than them being wrong or you being the victim and them not caring about you Maybe right. this isn't about them not noticing that they should have asked you if you wanted a cup of tea or maybe they, you wanted them to have dinner on the table for you and you now feel that they don't care. Maybe it's not about the fact that they don't care. They're just speaking a different language to you. Right. And I think that has been so, so helpful to me because I think the first thing I want to jump to is, oh, he doesn't care. Oh, he hasn't thought about me. Right. And one of our, um, I think a kind of quite a funny one to, to have uncovered was that my, I think it's like strategy and organization is at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Jake's is at the top. Yeah. (laughs) And then my empathy is at the top and his is at the bottom. Right. And instead of thinking like, this will never work. We're so different. How you and Sarah put it to us was like, this is this beautiful opportunity for you to teach one another and help one another grow in these areas. To harmonize, to harmonize together and balance each other instead of feeling like you're always opposing each other. And to just understand where that's coming from instead of feeling like they don't get me to say, wow, they see things that I don't see. I'm so grateful for that. You know, because we understand it through this lens of strengths that it's not just them not trying to understand us or get us. And yeah, I, I love those those breakthroughs. I was so excited to see that come up for you and Jake and to be able to help navigate that together because that process of of really receiving and internalizing this mechanism is so powerful. And it's often you know, sometimes we'll hear an insight or an idea and we'll feel like, oh yeah, that sounds good. But to actually really have it be a part of you once the session is done and be able to carry that forth into the rest of your life, that was that was my vision to say, oh my God, I want that for these amazing couples that want to go and do beautiful things in the world. They want to bring incredible value to their communities and they need to have a strong home life because that supports everything else. And they can come home and, and process together as healing allies as opposed to feeling like they just don't get each other and they can't make time for each other and it's so frustrating and painful. And like you were talking about how uh, some of your perspectives would be that, oh, if, 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 if I was Jake, I would have done this to show that I cared. But that's from your perspective that you know if you didn't do something, that meant you didn't love the person. And if you did something, you would have done it out of love. But that's all just from the language of your strengths rather than 
what his strengths were saying, which we, it was so interesting seeing him share. Like, no, like I would have wanted this. So I went and did that because I love you. (laughs) And it was the complete opposite from what you, like your strength was saying was what you thought you wanted, you know, and, and to be able to bridge that gap is such a exciting and, and beautiful thing. Yeah, and it's it's really hard work as well because you have to be open and be prepared to be wrong all the time. And I realized that that's, that's been quite a big one for me to kind of put my hands up and go, oh, I got this situation really, really wrong. And, and I, th- I think that comes from our overpowered strengths that we we project onto what everybody else should be doing based on how we see it. But if we look at it that way, yes, that could be wrong. But I would look at it more like it's not that you're wrong. It's that our brain and our intellect move so quickly. We don't even realize the story we're telling ourselves and the expectations we're creating based on how we effortlessly see things that most people are going to miss. Yeah, and I think it it touches really to all the other work I do, which is like, how can I show more understanding and more patience and be more open to someone else's point of view when I'm inside, like maybe really angry and upset and cross and mm. having that, like starting to do that work is again, really hard and, and confronting, but also it's the the journey of what I, the person I want to be. I mean, I, I think I'm great now, so I'm not saying that, you know, like I think it's yeah. really important to remember that we're whole and, and wonderful right. just as we are. But right. the, the person that I'm stepping into is more understanding, um, can see things from, a, from different perspectives and especially when I'm not so triggered. Right. But yeah, the, the couple's work, has really lended itself so beautifully to that and been so, so eye-opening. Yeah, yeah. And and to know that when your intuition is kicking in and you're seeing things that line up with your strengths, to trust that and to be able to communicate to your partner and to your, whether it's you know personally or professionally, to be able to communicate and say, hey, I'm seeing it this way and we need to take that seriously like with your empathy strength or the input or whatever it is you want to bring forth from your top 10 to be able to lean into that and trust it. And then more importantly, have the people around you understand that the intuitions around those top strengths are really powerful and it's in their best interest to trust you on it too. But if we're feeling extra upset or violated, that it's probably a core value driven by our strengths and not everybody's going to value the same things. They're going to value things based on their own strengths. So a simple example is like somebody if with a learner strengths theme, if that's high for them, they value learning very deeply and they're confused when people don't value learning as much as they do. <laughs> and I, I, definitely value learning. And it was weird for me that people wouldn't be excited to read this book on communication or success or leadership or energy or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, I was just so excited to share the ideas. And they're like, dude, I'm not interested. I want to go you know, watch my sports or play my games or do whatever brings them joy. And that's totally okay. 
you know? <laughs> so, so to be able to have the, the tool in our tool belt to say, okay, I'm going to take a step back here. And am I adding value with my strength? Am I nourishing the relationship or am I possibly depleting the relationship and depleting the person because of a rigid perspective that I think things have to be done a certain way. And I'm not respecting the alternative ways that other people could perhaps show up that's more comfortable and nourishing for them and being able to find the balance in that, you know? Yeah, that actually, I was smiling away because I've also got learner <laughs> and uh, yeah. like, I've done a lot of work on boundaries and when I hadn't done any work on boundaries I would always be like you should do this you should do this meditation course and you should go and do this whatever course you know I yeah. really <laughs> wanted to like push everything I'd learned like become a yoga right. teacher it's the best thing ever on yeah. everyone and right. now I'm learning to like not overshare that and like ask them if they do want um, advice or feedback rather than like bulldozing my exactly. um what works for me you know and I yep. had a moment the other day when um I was talking to a friend and um she's kind of going for a breakup and I was like you should do Mark Rose's breakups course and mm -hmm. immediately I had to check myself because her reaction straight away was like oh yeah no I've got like I'm I'm doing other stuff and that's like yeah. okay, you know that's how I want to deal with it and in my head, firstly, I was like, oh, no, she should really do that. But then I had yeah. to check myself and remember that's what works for me. And that's okay that not everyone wants to do this stuff. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the that's another strength of yours. That was another strength of yours that came in to balance the overpowered learner, for example. So you had your empathy strength tune in and say, oh, this person's not ready for this. So this is the balcony of both strengths. The balcony of learner wanted to share something relevant for the person in that moment, but overpowered version of that is not caring what they think and just super excited to share what you learned. And then the balanced version is that, oh, I would have brought it up, but my empathy tuned in and said, oh, she's in a different place right now. I'm just going to support her where she's at, you know, and, and it's a learning, it's a journey, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. that what we refine that as we go and people build trust in us once they see, oh, they're not just pushing me into a space I don't want to go. And I can trust that when they do share something, I'm excited to learn from them on it because I know they've done their homework because their, their learner is just constantly soaking up powerful information. Mm. And I think also all this work gives us such good language. I think that's something I really struggled with growing up. My emotions were so all over the place and I would right. be so terrified that I would come across as stupid because as soon as I was triggered, I would, and I still do it now. I, I can still slip into it if I feel like people are looking at me and judging me for mm. not being intelligent enough. Um, mm. I will really mumble and and just not be able to get my words out and I'll you know your heart rate goes and um right. wow I think like for me starting to learn language around how to communicate effectively and to communicate my emotions which is something I've learned the last six years but also has been really good mm -hmm. with you and it made me think of on a slightly different path but it made me think of something that Mark Grove said in my podcast with him, which is when 
someone comes to share something with you, ask them, do they want um, you to help them problem solve or do they want you to just listen? Exactly. And then you can sit into that seat and you don't have to be there going, oh, I've got to offer really good advice. And if they just want you to listen. Exactly. And both of our, we both have strategic in our top strengths. And so part of strategic is that we connect dots very quickly and see a path to solve a problem. And so growing up, like I remember in, you know, middle school and high school on the instant messaging, people would always message me and say, Hey, I got this challenge. Like, what do you think? Here's what's going on. And I would love to connect the dots and give advice because my strategic just enjoyed that process so much and people would be so grateful. So I became like this go-to person for so many people because they loved how I could see the big picture, connect the dots and give them something that could help them navigate it because they couldn't see it themselves, you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. Do you know what? I think that actually Jake has the strategic high and I have it low. And mm. that's what, that's also really great for me because especially when my emotions take over, I can go to him and he can really beautifully problem solve because he hasn't got all those emotions going on that are driving him in different directions. He's just, cause he's also got maximizer, which is all about right. how can you make the most of well, exactly. you explain maximizer because <laughs> yeah i mean you, you did it i mean it's it's as simple as that like how in every situation it's important to maximize and get the most potential and result out of something so it's like that level of mastery is of interest in maximizing and so it can be challenging if everything has to be maximized but definitely in cases where you we, we want to invite it in it's a very powerful strength yeah and there's there's moments where that then also is really difficult for us because i'll be like i'm gonna do it this way and he'd be like but why and i'm like you don't Mm. need to know i'm just this is the way i want to do it and he's (laughs) like but why logically yeah and in order to maximize sophie that makes absolutely no sense and i'm like i just want to do it my way you know but at (laughs) least we now know that we have these different perspectives yeah yeah and we just put it down to that rather than being like i so annoying or yeah he doesn't get me it's just like we just function and work in different ways exactly exactly one of the things that i didn't realize was going to be such a powerful insight was so sarah would share that you know in in therapy they identify two categories they say 69 percent of your problems are perpetual and 31 percent are through therapy can be worked through. And so they in therapy would focus on that 31%, the things that from your childhood you'd process or whatever it ends up being. And I asked her, well, what was that 69% tied to? And she said, personality. And I thought, oh my God, this is based on strengths. The things that, because our strengths don't really change as we grow, we become more and more of who we already are. So if people have clashing strengths, in that relationship, it's always a problem that's perpetual according to the therapy world. And by being able to bring therapy and the strengths together, it's like you can understand 100% of it and 
you know, maybe sometimes it'll be triggered and it'll be frustrating, but at least you have that bridge built where a hundred percent of these challenges are understandable and can be navigated now. And that was just so exciting for me to be able to understand and even be able to pursue more. Yeah, that's so cool. As you were starting to tell me that, because I don't know if you, I don't think you've told me that before. I was <laughs> like, yeah, that makes sense because the yeah. personality is Kian Spear and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. You do, you do make a, a really fantastic team. Thank you, thank you. So right, before um, before we move on, I did want to share. So you had shared like you know you don't want to feel stupid, for example, and your emotions triggered can cause you to feel that way and and i realized that within my strengths there is one that self-assurance where i kind of am kind of protected from feeling stupid for a very long period of time because i have that inner confidence and i don't take that lightly it's such a gift that i don't care if i look stupid but if i go to everybody and say hey just don't care just be yourself that's not respecting that I have a strength theme that naturally has me looking at stuff a different way. And to be able to share my self-assurance with my clients and, and friends and people in the world is exciting for me, you know? And I think a lot of people struggle with that. They don't want to look like they're not intelligent. And the problem is that we have such intellect-driven need to have numbers and measure everybody and say this is better than that and and then we end up judging ourselves and worried that oh well what if i come across as stupid or you know insensitive or whatever and all of those people that you growing up were saying stop being so sensitive if they had the empathy strength and felt what you felt they would be crippled just like <laughs> like because because the way that that empathy strength dials up all that emotion within you it's so overwhelming when you don't have the tools to navigate it and so i love being able to just acknowledge people in this journey and saying hey like this thing is such is so powerful and it's a double-edged sword it can feel like a curse sometimes that it's too much and by being able to take it on and refine it as a as a future god's gift to humanity because of how powerful it is like i'm just excited to have people go on that journey and to embrace that so you know it sending you big hugs and i'm sorry that you know you were judged so much for something that was a gift and you know there's i i I remember like the movies where like X-Men, like the, the person was a mutant and was shooting lasers from their eyes and they're a teenager in high school and scared to even open their eyes because of this thing that everybody labels as destructive and a nuisance. And for this person to have the right person come into their life, a professor that says, this is a gift that we can understand and help you use as a superpower. And I, th I really think that everybody's strengths is their superpower. And how can I come in and help them refine it so that their relationship with their partner is just amplified into in beautiful ways instead of just, you know, the laser eyes cutting through and damaging left and right and people feeling resentful and, under and misunderstood and unseen. You know, it's like, it's so sad to be unseen in a relationship and to feel alone in a relationship 
you know, and I feel like that's almost worse than being single because you feel trapped almost because you don't want to leave. But if you're feeling alone, it's like, man, it's just so terrible to be in that situation. And so to have this tool and this process to help people feel seen for the first time at such a deep and meaningful level and then come together in that, like, I'm just so excited and, and grateful to be able to bring this more to people because I, th I think it's going to have profound impact on relationships and on the world. Wow, Kian, that there was a lot in that and I <laughs> welled up with tears again. I think I feel quite emotional this whole this whole podcast. Um, I love you. It's okay. <laughs> I um I want to speak I want to go back to the sensitivity piece because honestly I've shared a lot about it on social media and I've had so many people re reach out so it's obviously been something that has been really difficult for a lot of people out there mm -hmm. and I f from maybe it's just my audience is is more female focused but from a lot of women mm -hmm. um one thing I want to touch on um, is the fact that I'd love your thoughts on this but I think part of that whole don't be so sensitive isn't necessarily not having the empathy it's actually how people have been brought up for generations mm. yeah because um my mom is one of the most empathetic people to yeah she probably if she did the strengths finder she'd all be in the relationship as well because <laughs> everything is about her family and mm. f she had a family at a young age and she's i i have so much respect for um how she's she's shown up for for all of us and also in the sense of i remember when everything broke down with my husband and I remember going home she was like come come home mm -hmm. and I went home and she did this beautiful thing of not trying to fix anything but she just let me lay my head on her lap and she just kind of stroked my hair um and wow. was just so sympathetic and kind of that that's like a moment that will never be forgotten for me mm. like such a powerful moment between me and my mom and um I think that so much is is this piece of stiff up a lip we have to get on with it you know and right. I think that has been taught for generations as I said and I think it's just it's really it, that's really sad that that's been like that um yeah. and i think that so many people have had that experience of not talking about our, our emotions not being vulnerable not saying how we really feel not talking about these things that are supposedly really taboo yet we right. all really deep down want to talk about them right um so yeah i that's just a, something that i would love to hear your your thoughts on my mom also listens mm. to this podcast so it's a it's a shout Hello. out to her yeah um uh, yeah she, she just, did an amazing job you're awesome yeah 
<laughs> yeah, and I, you know it, and I think we touched on this in the sessions as well. How there's very much an overpowered, like we take the strengths overpowered strengths mechanism, and we look at the world, like the overpowered masculine that has shown up because we didn't have the language to understand the the positive impact that navigating emotions and processing them could bring and how there's thousands of years of just set, setting aside emotions because they didn't have the tools on how to understand and navigate it outside of you know the monasteries and the yogis and those very few that had the tools but it was much harder to share that with the world at those times. And so generation after generation, you're learning that, hey, doesn't matter what emotions going on. We are in survival mode and we got to have that stiff upper lip and shut it down. And, and oftentimes people were made to feel wrong for having those emotions, that they were weak or vulnerable because of that, not realizing the strength in it. And I'm so grateful that we're alive today at a time when these ideas could be accepted and embraced and shared so that we can step into a whole new era of humanity where body and mind and spirit are worked together, where heart and mind, like logic and intuition can be seen as possible synergies. And how do we have them synergize together instead of demonizing one and celebrating the other one to such a point that leads to depression and so many challenges that people face? Because when you isolate intellect and the mind and think that's all there is, you're disconnected from life. And it creates such a problem and such a challenge for people. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that that helps and i'm i'm seeing in myself and learning because as men we're definitely not really given the tools to figure out and process emotions and i'm grateful that my family environment was in a space where we at least didn't demonize emotions and you know but society everywhere else was saying all right men got to do this the alpha male is that and all these perspectives that were shaping our beliefs that now i'm working on just shedding and saying hey is this really serving me in this next chapter and just rewriting the belief into something that serves a lot better and it's a lot more holistic and respects this harmony that when you have it in body mind and emotions and spirit how powerful that could be yeah yeah and yeah. i i really um i also loved what you were saying about being a space where people feel seen and heard and i think that's something that i really hope to be mm -hmm. i hope i am for people because the power of that is just has been so incredible and i've been in a privileged position where I could reach out and get therapy and yeah. um, I've had mentors like you and and some other incredible people in my life and through that process I've felt so seen and heard mm. um, and it's something that is so lacking in people's lives people are so ashamed to say what they want to say or to even admit how they feel there's mm -hmm. so much fear around just being truthful to themselves right um 
I'm sure that's come up a lot for you in therapy. And I also wonder how you, you know, you have to be super intuitive to do a job like you and Sarah to know that someone's saying something, but actually they're meaning something else or they're hiding something or they're ashamed. Right. I wonder if you can speak to that. I've learned that those things that really want to be heard are just under the surface if we give it space. And so if I try to come in with a logical plan to try and get somebody to open up, I would fail. And I have failed many times growing up because I thought I had all the answers and that my logic had learned all it needed to learn and that I could go and solve everybody's problems. But that's not what people needed. They didn't need a seven steps to better mental health or whatever. They needed somebody to just listen so they could be heard, so they could be seen. And what needed to process would naturally come up like a magnet. Once they felt space, it was just pulled to the surface and could be processed. And that there was just an empathetic witness. So because there was an empathetic witness, they could talk about anything and they would feel seen and not judged. They would feel seen and not in danger of being, you know, like ostracized because of this idea that they had or feeling that they had that they were like attacked for and judged their whole life growing up because there just wasn't enough emotional intelligence around because people just didn't have the tools and people were just confused. It's not that they were malicious, but themselves growing up didn't have the right people around them to teach them and to support them. And so it's been a journey for me to to kind of set aside that masculine need to have a clear agenda, a clear action steps and support everybody to the best of my abilities, squeezing out all the potential. And instead to say, what, how would divine feminine approach this? How would feminine approach this? Oh, they would just create space. They'd be a facilitator. They don't have to solve the problem. A simple hug might be all that's needed right now. And there's no urgency to have to solve all the problems. But that's also part of Sarah's gift is this beautiful, like, cause she's so much in her feminine when we have those meetings, she doesn't even know. She tells me after, like, I had no idea we we're gonna do any of that, but it was so powerful. And, I, and me trusting her to trust that intuition, to then bring up a question that seems completely out of the blue, but just was the right thing at the right time. And I've learned how intuition is such a subtle form of communication. And we are, we are just overstimulated and not in tune. We are numbed to those communications. And so my journey on the energetic side of understanding how to tweak my actions and my habits to be able to bring more sensitivity to understand that subtle communication and trust it more and more is so powerful. And this is like my whole life I've been like, man, I would love to have women's intuition. <laughs> like, I've always heard about that elusive women's intuition. And and I realized that that's feminine intuition and everybody has access to it. But if we're too numb and we're avoiding our emotions and our body is keeping us numb because there's so much trapped pain that if, it, if it's all released at one time, we would explode, 
So people are just stuck in that and then missing all this, all these cues that the feminine wants to communicate to us. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's annoyingly not as complicated as we wish it was. Like our intellect wishes that all these answers are super complicated and there's like this 17 step lock that you gotta unlock for it to, for the breakthroughs to happen and that that's gonna somehow be a shortcut instead of just feeling the emotions and tuning in and having a circle of people or a mentor that you trust that you can just process life with. And even more important than that too, is that how the strengths play a role in all of this, because our overpowered strengths lead us to potentially be stuck. So in my own story, my positivity was very overpowered to the point where I thought sadness and those darker emotions were all a waste of time. It was all about positivity because my strength was overpowered. And I didn't realize what was going on with that. And then I see, this is after my dad passed away, I see the movie Inside Out. And I'm literally the character Joy going through that movie. <laughs> and I remember like 15 minutes in when Joy was putting sadness in timeout because she was ruining everything. I was like, yes, put her in timeout. She's ruining everything. Get out of here, sadness. Like, And to then see the story arc and how like joy tried to solve a problem that only sadness could empathize with, be a witness to and solve. And it was so beautiful seeing that because I realized that I wasn't giving myself that. And then making space to say, hey, there's an upside to our dark side and we have to be able to just forgive it and be with it and anything is possible from that place and having people like us, you know, that have gone through it, that have faced those emotions that can sit there and understand, yeah, this is painful. I know where you're at. I'm also strong enough and grounded enough to be able to allow you to process it instead of trying to rush you. So many people like after my dad passed away, their condolences and all these cliched things, they would say, stay strong and blah, blah, blah. But only people who've lost a parent really understand what's going on. And they would just hug you and say, I know. And there was no cliches. There was no, you're going to be okay. There was no, everything happens for a reason, you know, and it, it's not their fault that they want to do that. They just don't understand it. And that's okay. We find the people that do. And, and now I'm in this really probably weird place where because of my positivity, my neutral is always coming back to positive. And so no matter how dark or deep the conversation is, I can end on a joke or a lighthearted hug, or it's going to be okay, or painting a vision of the future that there's going to be hope and let's have faith and we're going to get through it. And so it's this interesting gift that it's become where I can have any conversation about any topic and the person that was scared to process it because of the dark places they would be dragged to, I could always pull them out at the end. And so it was okay to go there. And it's been amazing conversations because of that. And I'm leaning into it more and saying, hey, yeah, what do you want to talk about? What's happened? Let's explore that. And it's, and by the end of it, it's just oh, so amazing. Yeah. So powerful.
Kian, I feel like we could talk for hours. I want to do, we're going to do another podcast where I would love to talk more about grief, actually, because sure. I think you speak really beautifully to that. And I know we've got um, many more things we could talk about. Yeah. When we, um, when we had our non-podcast chat, when yeah. we were supposed to record, we yeah. ended up talking like and we don't know how we got there but we ended up having a long conversation about sex and we were mm-hmm. saying how it's just something that people don't want to talk about and feel shame about so maybe at some point we can talk about that although that might be one yeah. that I'm like mum <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah how I, can, I, um, it, oh go on go for it it's 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 definitely a topic that's intrigued me and I've spent a lot of time learning about it and and talking to people about it. And so I would love to explore that and hopefully help people with some of the insights and my own experiences that I've had that have shined light on what it means to have powerful intimacy with somebody and, and the beauty that can unlock in our relationships, the amazingly positive things that could unlock in our life when we, when we understand more deeply how it works and, and how we can show up for each other and, yeah, it's it's definitely a topic of fascination for me. Yeah. Okay. So 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 much more for season yeah. four. I think we'll be on. But I was going to yeah. ask you: um, do you do you have space on your couples coaching program at the moment, or are you fully fully booked? So right now we're booked. So we're looking to add people. We're open to adding people for the wait list. We typically do a discovery call of some kind, or if people feel called to the work, then great. We'll get you on the wait list and look at when we can plan you next. Both Sarah and I are really busy. So, but, but we really believe in this program and, and want to bring it to more people. And, and so we're excited to do that. So people can reach out and share, you know, whatever it is that, they feel called to do and, and the timing of that. Uh, we Part of the, our discovery call is to see are both couples ready to invest in it? Because my biggest goal is to make sure that the tools that we share could be used and really add value for the rest of their life. So we want to make sure couples are in that space when they start with us. Okay, great. We will add all the info in the show notes. Um, but Kian, thank good. you. I You... You almost got me crying, <laughs> but thank you so, so much for um, finally us being able to get this working after so much, so yeah. many tech issues, but thank you so, so much for all your You're patience welcome. and for everything you give. You're just um, an amazing human. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for all the work you do to bring these messages to the world and to your community. It's it's a gift to share your perspectives and insights with people. And I'm excited and grateful to be a part of the journey and to see where we go from here. And, you know, because we both care about people actually creating those breakthroughs instead of just selling another program. And that's so needed, like to bridge that gap and saying, hey, no, I want this community to actually create breakthroughs with us. And we go through that together. And how can we support that? And so I, I feel that integrity within you. And I want to acknowledge that. And, uh, yeah so thank you thank you Kian thanks so much for listening for details of our guest and my Move and Inspire offerings check out the show notes 
And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It would mean the world to me. For weekly wellness tips, head to my website and sign up to my wellness letter. Sending love and I hope to have you here with us again soon.